This is Imagine Yourself Podcast, where we help you imagine your next chapter of life with grace, gratitude, courage, and faith. Welcome to Imagine Yourself, where life is beautiful all the time. And when it's not, I mean, we're here for you there also. I am Lene here with Sandy, and I'm kind of making light of it because many times there's regular life, there's holiday life, there's all kinds of things going on, and we love to address ways to make our lives better, to imagine ourselves and our lives the way we truly want them to be. And sometimes stress comes in and tries to mm-hmm. take that away from us. And so today, Sandy and I wanted to gift everyone a few little tips on how to fight back against that stress and deal with it and recover. One of those even might be incorporating something so that we can all deal with the holidays too, because sometimes that can be a big stressor. It's meant to be, the intentions are great, but sometimes it's a little tough. So I wonder if Sandy, you might be willing to bless us all with a little stress busting tip that can be even just for regular days of the year. Yeah. So We'll definitely do some holiday ones, but regular days, this is any time, and it's something I call purge your brain, and I'm trying to get better at it. It's removing all that stuff that stresses you out, things that you need to do that pop into your head. I'm not talking about stuff that you maybe write down that you have to do on your to-do list during your work day, the beginning of the day, et cetera. I mean, those things that pop into your head when you're driving or you're walking or you're cooking dinner or whatever. And you think you're going to remember them, but you don't. And that's burned me so many times. So you can write it down. You can do the voice memo on your phone. I have it on my Apple Watch and it saves to my phone. So if, oh, I have to text my friend. Oh, I have to make a doctor's appointment. Oh, I have to pick up so-and-so at the airport. Hey, don't forget to pick up milk. Just little things like that. But when you can get them out of your head and put them onto a list, you don't have the anxiousness about forgetting things, plus the fact you don't forget to do them. Or if you do, you can always refer back to the list, right? Right. So it's a win-win. I'm going to call it purge your brain. Have you ever tried that? I have absolutely tried it, but mine wasn't always just for things that I needed to remember to do that were kind of making me anxious, but sometimes they were fears and frustrations in general, sometimes things I couldn't control. And I would just write it down and put it over there like, okay, I can worry about this later. Because what one was um, back when I lived in a different home before this one, we had neighbors that had these three aggressive pit bull dogs and we were going to be moving and we knew we were moving anyway, but we, or at least I worried that whoever moved into the house, like, do we tell them about these dogs? Do we not tell them? And I just kind of had to write it on a sheet of paper, like, hey, Lene, worry about those dogs later, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and as it turns out, it worked out. The people who bought the house had driven by the house at various times when I didn't realize it. And they had seen those dogs and they knew what they were up against and they still wanted to buy our home. So some things you can't control, but it's still racing in my mind. And I love that terminology even. Purge your brain. Yeah. And I like yours too purging it of the anxiousness and things that you're worried about, because that can be a big source of stress too. And sometimes it's a source of 
insomnia. You can't mm-hmm. sleep because you're, and that's why I kind of ended up having to say, I'm going to put this on the sheet of paper. I promise I'll worry about it later, <laughs> but <laughs> I I'll put not right now. <laughs> I love that. I love the title. I love the concept and I want to continue doing it, but I want to do it, like you said, for other areas too. I have got one that the world tells you, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. And sometimes I think we have to realize in order to alleviate stress and have a sense of peace in our life, we have to realize that there are times in this world where you are meant to walk away, say no, end it, quit. I know they say quitters never win, but sometimes winning back your sanity, your peace of mind, your serenity is worth it. And sometimes you look back and say, I'm glad that I quit. So basically what I'm doing in this tip is just giving confirmation and reassurance that there are times in this life where you're meant to lay down the sword. And technically, maybe more people are starting to embrace this. I did see on Instagram the other day, a woman who did put a post about really saying sometimes there's a time to walk away. But she also said, even when you're walking away, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll never come back to it. Mm. You know, like sometimes you're quitting temporarily. Sometimes you need to quit for good, but sometimes you just, you're taking a realized break and you're walking away and you're decompressing and you're not worrying about if you are going to come back to it or if you're never going to come back to it again, you give yourself that distance and that peace. Ah, I like that one. And I especially like the part where you can say, hey, I might come back because even though maybe you won't, it depends, right? But it won't feel as abrupt. I have a personal one for this too, because I mean, this was many moons ago, but when I was in college, I, well, I should go back. When I was in high school, I knew what college I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to the College of William and Mary, and it was two hours from my home, and I would be able to come home for Thanksgiving. And I was really excited about it. And I visited, and it was great. Got in, got there, and I wasn't enjoying it um, oh. at all. I, I did two years. I, you know, I definitely didn't, I don't encourage people to quit like after the first semester or first few weeks, but <laughs> I actually went through two years and Everything in my spirit, in my life, in my mind, everything was leading towards this is not the place. And so I truly did quit or walked away. And I didn't know what school I was going to go to. I didn't know when I was going to go back to school. My father was so worried, like, you've got to graduate. And my mother said, let her take her time. It's all going to work out. She is going to find her place. And I took a full year off, which nowadays they call it like a gap year, but I took a year off, rediscovered some aspects of myself. And then I ended up going to University of Miami where I flourished, got the degree of my dreams, found the man of my dreams, Mm -hmm. the best friends of my dreams. Everything was great. And I appreciated it so much more because I had quit on the other school. So personal example, it really can be a blessing. Yeah. And not to say that it's always the right thing to do to quit. I know that's not what you're saying. You're saying sometimes it is. Sometimes you need to take a break or reassess. Yes. There are many circumstances that could be different and not one size fits all. So since you're talking about school, I have a tip that is 
related, well, somewhat to school. I read about it a couple of years ago, and I think it was the University of Delaware. I'm not positive that was the college. But the point is, it was during final exams week. And what they did in the library is set up a place where the students could do jigsaw puzzles. So it was like a singular focused task. And you know how we're always multitasking and thinking of different things. And sometimes when we relax, we pick up our phones or tablets, and that's just more stimulation. But this was a good way to focus on one thing and to engage your brain and get those finals or whatever you're stressed out about out of your head. And I think that would work with other creative tasks too, like maybe knitting and crocheting. I know a lot of people do that to relax. I think it will make us smarter also. I think it should be required that everybody, (laughs) every once in a while, do a singular task, like you said, where you're focused on that one thing. That is brilliant. And I think it would make for a smarter nation of people. Yes. (laughs) That we're not just all flailing around, like you said, in front of our screens or trying to do 14 things at once. And that is the definition of stress. You think that you're like winning, but it's sometimes that that's a great stress buster in my humble opinion. So I have practicing gratitude. Lots of people have, you know, said this Oprah said it back in the nineties about having a gratitude journal. We have even said it in different podcasts, but I wanted to put a little spin on it as far as the stress busting aspect of it, because many times we talk about gratitude journals and things like that to make sure that we connect more with God and ourselves and others. But this one, I want to just, and I still definitely, we definitely want to thank God. We definitely want to thank others. We definitely want to thank God for all the beauty and nature and stuff like that. But I want to take a page out of Snoop Dogg's book. And I want us to do for this stress busting Consider thanking yourself. So back in, I don't know, like 2018 or 2019, when Snoop Dogg got his Walk of Fame star, he got up there for his speech and he said, I want to thank me. (laughs) I want to thank me for believing in me. I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. I want to thank me for, well, he said for never quitting, (laughs) but um, which that one, we'll take that in moderation. But he said, you know, I want to thank me for always being a giver and trying to do more right than wrong. And again, in this society, I don't know if it's proper etiquette to thank oneself, but I think we need to embrace it. And I know everybody's a little different. There are some people who are super conceited and arrogant and think that they're the best thing since sliced bread and airplanes. (laughs) But for the majority of us, I think we don't take that time. And so we're stressed. We think we suck. We think we've failed. We think we've done everything wrong. Take a moment and just say, I want to thank me for getting up today, for brushing my teeth, (laughs) for going through and doing the things that I have to do for myself, for my family, for this world. I want to thank me. And of course, thank God for making me. But I had this book that I got and it's called 100 Days of Believing Bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels. And it's a devotional, but you are encouraged to write in it. And one of the things that she had in the book, one of the pages was write down 21 things that you appreciate about yourself. 
I wonder, you know, how many people take time to sit and write 21 beautiful things that they appreciate about themselves. I hope and believe that in itself would be a little stress buster and self image booster and self care moment. Yeah, all the things. And you know what, it reminds me too of an author I think you turned me on to Gretchen Rubin. She's got a good podcast too. And she talks about a to-da list as opposed to a to-do list. And instead of writing down just things that you need to do, write down things that you have done, ta-da, things you have accomplished. I love that. Um, How about let's get into some holiday tips or holiday stress-busting tips. If you're listening to this podcast uh, right after we recorded it, you're in the thick of the holiday season. If not, maybe remember this one for next year. One of the things that we tend to do during the holidays is we try to make everything so perfect. And that includes things like holiday cookies. And some people are great at making cookies, some people not. Um, What about you? What's your holiday cookie policy, Lene? My daughter is an amazing chef, cook, baker. So Kayla does all of that. And I just eat them. Nice. Now for me, I do the cookies, but I have... Not much talent in that department. You know, I can cook and bake some things, but I'm no, well, let's talk about Snoop Dogg's friend, Martha Martha Stewart. I'm no Martha Stewart (laughs) in the kitchen. And so what I usually do, and now my cookies get requested at holiday parties, is I buy the pre-cut dough and it's already cut up into stars and Santa hats. And all I have to do is throw them in the oven and sometimes I put some sprinkles on them and whatever. But I read about something where I can put frosting on them and it'll look decent. Usually I avoid that because I would just make a big mess of the cookies and then it defeats the purpose of having nice cookies for no effort. You can get squeezable condiment bottles, you know, buy them off Amazon or whatever, and put your different colored frosting in each of the bottles. And that's supposed to be a great cheat. And it's fun and it's easy and it's no stress and it's stress reducing, you know, I just, as long as you don't eat too many of them, or like you said, make them, give them away to some people too. It just, it brings joy. It, it makes you feel like you're in the midst of the holiday without doing some of the holiday things that are going overboard and that actually drive you batty and make you frustrated and make you feel overwhelmed. Exactly. And that's the point. I mean, for some people, the baking wouldn't be overwhelming, that's in their skill set, like Kayla. A lot of people find baking very relaxing and wouldn't dream of doing these shortcuts. But if you are in the camp of not being really great at it, or maybe you just don't have a lot of time because this is a much quicker way to get things done. And the cookies still taste homemade. Plus, if you have kids, it's very simple for them to help you out. My little niece has been my baking partner, my son, when he was younger. You don't have to worry about them ruining the cookies. Or ruining the kitchen either. You don't have flour all over Mm -hmm. the place. No stress. (laughs) No stress. And I should mention, too, that if cookies don't stress you out or making cookies or cooking or whatever, take this advice for something during the holiday season or whatever that does stress you out and either pay somebody to do something or like with the cookie thing, take a shortcut. So Lene, you too have a holiday tip, right? Yes. Mine actually kind of goes hand in hand with yours. Mine is only to please during this holiday season and any other one, 
please consider taking a moment, and this is as a stress reducer and just as a love booster, and really try to reignite your inner child. Some of us had good childhood lives, some of us did not, regardless of if you had a good one or a bad one. Take this time now, even though we are clearly adults, and try to kind of look around the world and the sometimes if you're in areas where there's snow or at the trees, at the lights, at the candles, with the wonderment of a child, which is part of what the season is really supposed to be about, not the hustling and bustling to get to people's homes and drop off gifts and make homemade from scratch cookies, but really take a few centering moments to look at the candles, the ornaments, the turkey, the um, or the, you know, the different foods and like savor it, enjoy it, experience it as if you were either a child or as if you were from some other planet and you came and you got to see what are these creatures doing here? (laughs) Just consider that as a stress boosting. And like I said, as a centering and love boosting tip. Yeah, I love that. Focusing on the things that make Christmas magical, obviously remembering the reason for the season is a big part of it, but also the traditions and even holiday movies. If you want to watch Home Alone for the 800th time or Elf or A Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, whatever. I personally love those little ones with those little animatronic things that the the hot miser and the cold miser and the, oh, I love them. I love them all because it reminds me of my childhood. And back then there were only like three stations on the television. And so they were going to have those playing. So just kind of actually savoring those little cute, fun, reminiscent, nostalgic parts of the holidays. I love that. Instead of focusing so much on the stressful parts, focusing on the fun parts with the warm memories. And, you know, that'll help too, I think, with a lot of folks who deal with the holiday blues, which, by the way, we did an episode on that last year around this time. We'll make sure and put a link to that one in the show notes. But hopefully you've enjoyed and have been helped by this episode featuring our stress-busting tips. Yeah. But overall, we just want to say happy holidays, blessings to you and your family and friends, and really take a few moments to just breathe it in, take it down a few notches, and really reflect on some of those aspects, purging your brain, realizing it's okay to quit, realizing you can bring out your inner child, you can bake cookies, you can practice gratitude. You can do the puzzles with the one, you could do a puzzle during the holidays too. All these things just kind of smooth it out. We really invite you to imagine yourself less stressed. Thanks for listening. We'd love your feedback and your tips if you have them too. You can always find our contact information at imagineyourselfpodcast.com or down in the episode notes. We hope that you'll take the time to rate and review the podcast if you have a moment, really helps us shape it and helps other folks find it as well. Until next time, when we have something new to imagine, here's to a happy holiday season and a, well, as much as we can make it, a stress-free life.